You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Well, Brian, you always give us analysis based on looking at the tape. As you've been watching what the Eagles have done in this remarkable run to the FC Championship game, is there an area or two you think they might have a tactical advantage over the Patriots in heading into the Super Bowl? Well, I think across the board, they have the talent in all the key areas. As you look at the film, they match up very well, I think, with the New England Patriots. The difficulty is, you know, the book on what you have to do is clear cut. And everybody sees it. We've all seen the matrix and uh, the, the data that says, okay, you, you've got to obviously, you got to hit Brady at least a half a dozen times. You don't have to sack him that many, but you got to get hits on him. You got to keep him under 35% on third down. You can't allow the big plays. You got to keep him under 80 yards and running the ball. Uh, you've got to generate some big plays. All that, the problem is you got to do it all. You can't just do five out of the six. You can't do six out of the seven. You've got to do it all. We saw that with Jacksonville. Jacksonville could do that against Pittsburgh. They almost did it against New England, but they couldn't finish with all of them, and that's that's the pressure on you. Now, the good thing is Philadelphia can do all those things. Will they in the game? We'll find out. We watched them all year, and the rotation of this front four yeah. was, was tremendous. I mean, it helped Fletcher Cox out so much the way he talked about it, I think, a week or so ago, saying that the few reps that he took during a regular season as opposed to the last few games of the season right. helped him tremendously. When you see that, and as you alluded to a second ago, teams that played them well in the first half, for some reason, came out when making a transition, looked like they were a totally different team. Jacksonville, Atlanta, last year in the Super Bowl. This team, to me, in Philadelphia, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems as if they have an extra gear to me to maybe be able to play for 62 minutes as opposed to 60 because that's what New England is built to do is be able to play for maybe 60 minutes and a half. You know, that sounds crazy, but meaning right. they finish the game better than most teams, especially when they have the offense on the football well, field let's, last. let's look at the teams, the two giant teams that beat them. What, what's the common factor? Their ability to rotate in that defensive line. Mm-hmm to keep that freshness that you're talking about. Um, I heard someone talking about it, done a couple of New England Patriots stations, and they're, they're talking about, well, you know, they need to go up tempo and wear down that defensive line. Well, or stop the rotation. Well, I, I don't know that they, okay, maybe they can't rotate within a series, but they'll just put that line rotation like a hockey line going in right. in the next series. Yeah. So, y- yes, the, the depth and the, uh, the ability of that defensive line in the rotation could be if if indeed Philadelphia can win, I think we're going to look back and say, yes, that was the difference in the game. Then just to amplify that point as we're chatting with our friend Brian Billick, NFL Network, Super Bowl winning head coach with the Ravens. Check him out all week live on NFL Network, Super Bowl Live, 1 Eastern. You're a skilled play caller. What should we look for run pass distribution from the Eagles on Sunday? Because there is a school of thought that says, give it to Ajayi, give it the blunt, and let's work some clock here. Well, the good thing, uh, the thing you love about the running game, and, and you're not going to be ranked high defensively unless you have a good running game. That This just goes hand in hand. They're top five in both, and that goes hand in hand. They have a unique running game. It's very broad-based. They can get into the three wides. They'll go with the number count, count the box, and go with the weakness. They then can put the two tight ends in with the Jai and, and Clemens, uh, as, as well as Blunt if they want to, and run the straight zone and the wham plays. Uh, they then have some of the trick plays, Aguilar out of the bunch. I was showing this on our playbook show that's on at 6 o'clock tonight, uh, where they'll, they'll fake a sweep and hand him underneath with a little trap. And then 
They'll put the big bodies in and go sheer blunt force with the Garrett blunt, uh, blunt and just shove it down your throat. So they have a lot of different ways to attack you in the running game, and I imagine we're going to see it all. When you think about Frank Wright and what he's been able to do with Nick Foles, I mean, you look at that first game, and I talk about this all the time, but I think as an offensive coach and offensive-minded guy and also having good quarterbacks over your time, when you look at what they did against Atlanta, similar to what we saw New England do against Atlanta in the uh-huh. Super Bowl, right? Uh-huh. Hitting the back of the flat tremendous right. amount of times. Right. Then the next game, they go to the vertical game. How awesome is it to know that these coaches aren't afraid to change it, but doing it with their backup quarterback and him him being as efficient as he's been? Yeah, Doug Peterson, to me, gets coach of the year because of that very thing. When we changed quarterbacks in our Super Bowl run, it was week four or five. So we had a ramp-up time of a long time. To, and that was Tony Banks to... To Trent Dilfer. That's right. To get into, okay, this is what we are. And obviously our strength was playing defense and running the ball. This was in week 14. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that is a major transition. And you got to give them credit for recognizing, okay, he's not Carson Wentz. It's a different style. They increased the RPOs. Initially did not get the big plays down the field. Went for efficiency. It was enough to be Atlanta. But you're exactly right. Realizing, okay, now we got to get vertical. We got to have that element, and we're going to need that against Minnesota. So this everything under 15, everything under 10 yards, yeah, we'll continue to do that. We're going to continue to have that efficiency, but we've got to use that to set up the big plays down the field. They did against a very good defense. They're going to need it against New England. Last one for me. Now that we know that Kirk Cousins is heading to free agency, dollars aside, let's talk fit. Where do you think the best potential destination for Cousins might be? Well, you can't separate that, though. Yeah, well, to me, if we're going to consider that right. Cleveland's got tons of cap space, the Jets could make it work. Sure. Where do you think he could work from a football perspective? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playerish, mercenary. Whoever wants to give me the dollar more, <laughs> so he should just follow the money. Well, and, and that sounds terrible, but what it says is, and a lot of people say, well, what's the difference between 30 million a year and 32 million a year? Well. $2 million a year. Plus interest. And it's my money. So that means a lot. But but no, seriously, uh, all kidding aside, um, you know this better than anybody, Cordell. It shows you who loves me, who mm-hmm. really wants me. Uh, and and so, yeah, you can make a case. Go to Cleveland. Uh, what about but, Arizona? Well, all of it. You can make a case for anybody. We've been talking you Denver go to a Cleveland, lot. Cleveland, uh, and because and, nothing but up from there. Yeah. You can go to Jacksonville. That's a team on the prime. Good defense. He's in a great place, Coach. Yeah, wherever you go, you can make a case for it. Uh, and, and, and it will fit. They'll do a good job wherever you go. He'll have to make the decision as to, okay, he, and with a real, particularly coming from a place where they didn't give him the love, you got to know that's going to, okay, who's going to show me? There's only one way that that shows up. You can tell me whatever you want. Show me the contract. That tells you how much you believe in me as your quarterback. Always a pleasure. We value the right, insights. And thanks for joining us again today on the NFL. On Sounds good, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.